Hello and welcome to Sutra's Side Talk, episode 21. Today is June 24th on a Monday and I'm your host, Cameron Shushtar. With me is... James Seelig. Alright, so we're just coming fresh off of recording our Game of Thrones special, which we'll have out after this episode, later on this week. But it's post-C3, post-C3, like, reviewing and everything else. There's not too much news this week, so this will be, an, I would say, a lot shorter of an episode where we're just kind of going to we're going to flow right through and we're going to actually discuss our very first uh question emailed to us by a fan. a really good question i'm, I'm excited to talk about yeah it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to save it for the end so you guys you guys will have a good time with this but first we'll start off with, with uh with what we always do which is games we played james you got anything new or so, anything of, of note uh the only thing i've really played since the last we talked was i got into the division two for the free weekend and like ended up liking it enough that i split it with chris so we've been playing i've been playing that on xbox and it's really weird because like the game is fun i'm enjoying the gunplay and like now that i have all the gear unlocked or all the um skills unlocked i can like kind of mix and match and see what i like to do and you can make some pretty interesting builds it's just weird that like I don't really care about the world or any of the characters. Like, I so frequently keep, like, in the middle of a mission, I'm just like, what am I doing this for? Like, why is this happening? And who who is telling me to do this? Who is this character again? I feel like if there was no destiny, there would be a lot more interest in it. Most likely Maybe. just because it, Destiny put up a standard of, like, lore and development and depth, whereas Division 2 does have certain levels of it but just not the same scale. And plus, like, it's a different world. Like, Destiny is a whole made-up world of all this crazy stuff going on, whereas Division 2 is very down-to-earth, very much in our area, so there's not too much crazy creation you can do in that sense. Yeah, like, I think that's the main difference for me between Division and Destiny, is that, like, Destiny I find just normally more interesting i guess because it's this interesting science fiction fantasy crossover thing that's set like way in the future where like we essentially have magic but it's linked to technology sort of uh i just find all that stuff like the main world of destiny more interesting than the division which is basically just our world post in uh, a pe- uh, an epidemic that killed like a bunch of people. Yeah, and it's basically you're just like super cops walking through the streets to keep like laws in order. That's about it. And I just find the gear from Destiny generally more interesting than the gear from uh, Division because you know in Destiny you're getting shit like the Celestial Nighthawk and you know. Uh, Helm of Inmost Light and like shit that actually is cool looking but and has like story to it but in Division 2 you get like knee pads and backpacks. Hey don't you talk about my knee pads like that bro. Yeah and it's like I just end up not really caring so much about the gear or how it looks as opposed to like just the stats it gives me. I will say um, I haven't really con- I haven't picked up where I last left off with it like I still I got through one of the three strongholds at the end of, like, the main, oh, I guess, like, 
yeah, so I'm still, I'm not at uh, the end game stuff yet at that point. Like, I haven't done any of the world tiers. I haven't reached the point where I can even qualify for doing the raid or anything like that. i just been like, Destiny got back up in there, so I've just been taking a break from, a very long break from Division. But I don't know how the gear is in the end game yet. Just until I get there, I can't say just because it's still at that point where, just like in Destiny, you just get through a lot of whatever shit until you get to that end game point where you start getting the stuff you actually, that's more, it's stuff you're going to keep that's instead fair. of things you're just kind of cycling through maybe, as you go. Maybe that's why I'm not caring so much about the gear at this point is because it's just normal weapons and stuff while maybe there is like specifically named stuff that I get only if I play the raid or something like that, which would I make guess, sense. What level are you right now? Like 23. Three or something like that. In Division Two already. Yeah. Dang, you guys. Oh, so you guys have been playing like nonstop. Yeah, like for like the last week, pretty much. Oh dang, that's like, why. It's literally like the one thing I've been playing every day. Man, I haven't had time. Well, it's like oh, I'm home for summer. Yeah, so Mr. I have, summer like, break. Yeah, so I'm like, I kind of want to get a job at some point this summer just to like refill my bank account a bit. So, but like until then, I'm like, I'm gonna take as much of my free time as possible and just like fucking game like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Yeah okay so that's yeah that's so it's pretty much just been division for me i okay. i should get back to red dead but it almost eh. i you should get back to uh fall into vegas that too yeah there's plenty of choices especially fall into vegas james yeah I'm waiting been waiting for years james i'm waiting for that the steak's Switch cold part. james <laughs> the steak has been cold for years the brahmin steak dude dude of all the things that Bethesda is like remastering and putting out. I wish that they would do a uh, Fallout New Vegas remastered. Well, that would require them to. Well, they they really really stood on PC for the anthology collection, oh. but I don't think they'd do it because it's like that's not their in-house game really, and it's like the one game that won up their other games. So then it's like they don't want to have that shown off. I would say I they, if they would do one, they would do like oh they did actually did they release Fallout Three again? Yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly think they'll skip hey. New Vegas, or no, no. They, they, they gave the backwards compatibility. But that's what it was for it, and then Xbox. like gave a code for it with purchase of four on Xbox or something. Yeah. So I guess they didn't. I guess it's really just Skyrim that they decided. Yeah, to no, it was Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, okay, I played a couple things. Where I played a few things, but the two of note were uh, Borderlands. Oblivion. What they did, they did actually remaster Oblivion too. But. Or at least they re-released it on PS4. I didn't. Did I just buy like a collection on PS3 and play it there? Yeah. Huh. Okay then. Never mind then. <laughs> so when I played, uh, Borderlands 2 was one of the ones I played. I played that co-op with my friend Brandon at his place. So that's like one of the co-op games we've been doing like previously with like Gears of War, Judgment, and uh, like all the Halo games and everything else. So with this one. Uh, I talked about it, I think, last week, too. I beat it, and then we did the uh, the DLC. All of it, except for Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary, so that new one that just came out. I gotta say, like, I just... This is a world I know everyone's excited for 3, and for me, I'm just like, I'm playing it because I'm just playing it with three of my friends. If they weren't touching this game, or they were doing it without me or something, I would not pick this game up. I don't care about this universe especially just watching the story unfold and everything else so i was like oh this is fine but i've got like 20 other universes i care about a lot more and this one just it's okay to me that's I fair i find it really funny that 
I, I'm kind of the same way where like Borderlands, I find it fun, but it's not like the most fun thing I've ever played. But the weird thing for me is I, the majority of the interest I have in that world actually came from the Telltale of, uh, Telltale's, oh, Tales, from, yeah. Tales from the Borderlands. Cause that, like, I literally think that's my favorite thing. Oh, that I should I probably did. play that too before it comes. It was so. I have good. it on PlayStation Plus. So I should play that before three comes out, I guess. It like I, I would definitely recommend it because like I, I literally wasn't even that big of a Borderlands fan before it came out. I was just a fan of Telltale, so I just got it because it was Telltale. How many hours would you say it would take to get through it? Oh, I mean, like each episode's only like a couple hours long, so like maybe 10, 10 to twelve hours max. Okay, that's not too bad, I guess. Yeah, like. It's just, like, the characters are so funny, and it's just told in such an interesting way that, like, it was just, I really, really liked it. It, it literally is, I think, at least personally, my favorite bit of Borderlands content. Okay. Yeah, so after, after we finish, like, this, either this week or next week, it's one of the next two weeks, I'll probably do the... Commander Lilith DLC or finish it up and then we're going to run through all the side quests and then after that we will either throw in pre-sequel or we're just going to jump into Gears of War 4 finally. I'm mm. not sure which one yet just because both of those games will have their sequels coming out in September so it's starting to come over the horizon and it's like oh man got to get ready for all these other games that are about to start coming out and like finish the ones before that. Yeah I got to finish Gears 5 at some point this summer before 4, no, four before 5 comes out this summer. Yeah and then the other game was, of course, Destiny 2. Just, mm. like, I got a lot done. I was very happy with the content I was running through. Like, I got Malfeasance. Oh, nice. I got Last Word. I was just, like, trying to get all the exotic quests out of my pursuit list, just because they were taking up room. And then I masterworked The Colony, Merciless, and uh, Vigilance Wing. So I've been been a busy boy. And then Iron Banner was this week, so, like, I knocked out all the uh, pursuits and everything for it. Dude, like, having a clan now just helps out, but also just uh, getting as much done as possible. I- I'm, I'm at this, like, weird rush mode where I'm trying to get everything done before Shadowkeep, but also I'm like, alright, I'm trying to get as much as I can done in the first few days of the resets because I want to get to my backlog more. And I'm like, oh my god, that's like today, yeah, yesterday, today is the day before the reset, and I'm like, oh, I wanted to try to get something else done and play something, and I was going to play Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but then I realized it was the, I have to back up my cloud save on my PS4 that was at work, and then have it transfer so that I could continue where I left off, otherwise I have to do like two hour, like an hour and a half worth of shit again, and I'm like, ah, you know, I'll wait and do something else. So after this, actually, after recording, I'm probably going to play the campaign to Battlefront 2 and just run through that really fast just to do it and then we'll see how I feel too. Next episode I'll probably talk about how that went but okay next up we got some gaming news we'll talk about that really fast it's not too much honestly like like I said this is gonna be a short episode first off is just a whole list of different things for Xbox so first off uh, Scarlet will be able to play every Xbox One game ever and work with the Elite Controller Phase 2, or Series 2, as well as a support for the original Xbox and the 360 coming as well for like those games for full backwards compatibility. You were talking before, none of this surprises you, right? No, I, I kind of expected the majority of that. I mean, 
I don't know. I guess I maybe shouldn't have expected the Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. That, that's the only surprise there, I feel like. But, like, it does make sense that, like, why would they, un- like, release a $180 Pro controller? Like, literally, w- w- did they announce it before or after Scarlet? It was bef- before. Right before. It was before. So, like, w- yeah, why would and they... And it comes out year before, basically. And that's the thing. It's like, why would they announce a $180 controller for a console... And then mention the next one and have it be like, you can't use this $180 controller on the next one. Yeah. Like that just made, it made sense to me that that would have been a thing, I guess. Um, And then same with the backwards compatibility. It just seems like for, since Microsoft made that a thing for Xbox one, it just makes sense that they, especially with the Xbox one X being just like, an upgraded better version of the xbox one it kind of makes sense that they would keep that theme going of like all your your xbox one x can play all your normal xbox games it's just better and for whatever reason i just assumed that was the trajectory they were going to go for the next xbox is that you know the next xbox is even more powerful but it's built in such a way that you could still just play your old xbox games like i don't know i just assumed that that's what they were doing yeah pretty much honestly the same the only only thing i wonder is like is this all gonna be day one or is it gonna be like patched in over time uh, for sure i think it would all happen within the first year easily it's just really the matter of like will it be three months from the launch or will it be at launch is yeah. the question i guess unless the i missed that and they actually confirmed it's at launch i'm not too sure uh aside from that really it's uh they also said like uh, Phil Spencer said, the future of sales is in software and services, not the hardware. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I can easily attest to that because normally like, there, there's more importance, I guess, uh, in selling Xbox Live Gold, Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, they can, our warranties for the Xbox, like well, all the services for that and just like, hey, come to the stores and like get support from us and stuff like that. Like that seems more important, I guess, that because that, that costs less to create, whereas the hardware... Yeah. Well, how much of an actual profit do you make off a piece well, of hardware like yeah, that? Yeah, and just think, think about it this way. You know, people don't need a new Xbox every once in a while or, or every year or so. So, like, you probably you sell one person one Xbox and you get, like, you know, $400 out of them or whatever. But, I mean, obviously not the whole 400 because some of that goes to the store. Some of that goes to actually building the console and stuff. And that's a one-time sale. So you get like, uh, let's be con- like really conservative about it. You get like half of that. You get 200 bucks per sale. And that's like, maybe that guy buys another Xbox in like four or five years if it, if it breaks or you re- release a new one, but that just requires more R&D or whatever. So it just makes more sense if you can get that same person to spend like 10 bucks a month on Xbox Live uh, or on uh, Game Pass plus sixty bucks a year on Xbox Live Gold, or how, or however you want to price it, like it just makes sense that if you can ensure like a steady drip of money over time, as opposed to maybe this person buys a multi hundred dollar console every few years or something, it just makes more sense. It does, yeah. I mean, hell, even Apple's doing that, like. It's like people don't buy an iPhone every year now, or most people don't, because it's just like it's too expensive and they last way longer than they used to. So Apple's like, 
well, let's try to charge everyone for music and for magazines and for TV and yeah, everyone's doing that. Yeah. It's, it's like the new, it's just the new thing. It's yeah. the current iteration. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then the last part is only one next gen console so far, at least for launch. So when they say that, because remember when they were talking about so they said there was Scarlet. That was the code name for it. There was also leaks of two called the Lockhart and the Anaconda. At this point, they said Lockhart was all digital. So it ended up being, it sounds like, the Xbox One S all digital edition. And then the Anaconda is actually just the Scarlet. So you have these two happening. Um, I honestly, it makes more sense now to just have one console at launch. Just because you don't want two competing models at the very beginning yeah just competing with each other it doesn't make any sense plus like honestly if they want to do an all digital version of the scarlet they can always do it within like the second or third year and just like kind of re- uh, a form of like rebrand at a more profitable pri- uh, easier price for people because i i mean i'm not really sure how much scarlet's gonna be i would assume it's gonna be around the same price as the one x or something probably i'm just guessing like yeah super guessing. probably like 500 is like a kind of a lot for most people but if it's like a brand new super powerful console people are like more accepting of that i guess yeah like at least i would be more willing to spend like the 500 bucks on what it sounds like scarlet is going to be than what xbox one initially launched with being like 500 bucks but you have to like get a connect yeah and people were like but why (laughs) why would you do this but okay, uh, next piece of news, Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, is, is basically being made because there was too many ideas for the DLC. Yeah, which makes sense. Like, I, we were talking earlier about how, like, literally, the at least for the first trailer that we've got, the whole seeing what Zelda and Link are doing next, that is literally what I thought that the DLC that was sold to me in the expansion pass was gonna be. And it ended up not. It just ended up being more stuff like during the main campaign, which is fine. And it was decent content. Oh, like the Champions Saga or whatever? Yeah, there was like the Champions Ballad, which gave you like one one more dungeon or Sacred Beast or whatever, which was okay. Uh, and then there was like the Master Sword Trials, which gave you... Is that the one that gave you the motorcycle? It gave you, yeah, and that also gave you the motorcycle, which was pretty cool, but I had already finished the game. So I'm like, cool. I got a motorcycle I could call from anywhere, but I don't need it. I don't need to go anywhere. So there's no point in it. It'll be useful to me since I never played. And that's the thing is like, I'm actually kind of interested in starting a new game. And just like, once I get the master sword, do that master sword quest or whatever to get that motorcycle. So I don't have to deal with like a horse the whole time, but there's plenty of other shit for me to play. I don't need to start a new game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Follow New Vegas, dude yeah so uh yeah there's not too much to say about it really like it's just it's funny how they basically went we have so many freaking there's so much cool dlc we can do and then it came to a point where it was like it's just dude there's so much shit let's just make a new game that's why that sounds familiar that's exactly what happened to hollow knight oh really yeah the the new hollow knight game coming out silk song was initially going to be a dlc character that was like part of their kickstarter campaign was like if you give us this much money we'll give you an alternate character you can play the game as and then they when they started working on that they were like well this this character plays completely different than the the first character so movement is different 
So let's change up how the world works a little bit. And it just ended up being so much stuff that they're like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to make an entire new game. And this, this new character is the main character of that. And also literally every single monster in the game is like new. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Definitely. And then we got last piece, some EA news, of course. It's never a, wah, wah. It's never a good time without EA, you know? So EA calls loot boxes in a, in like one of their hearings, I believe. They called loot boxes surprise mechanics. Yeah, I love that. Like the it's guy, so great. The guy that asked the question was like, "Do you believe that these are like ethical?" And the lady who was responding, uh, or um, it was like a VP. Yeah, she was like representing EA or or whatever. Was like, well, first off, we don't call them loot boxes. We call them surprise mechanics because people like surprises, so we let them have surprises. Compare it to that of a Kinder Egg. Yeah, and then she tried to compare it to, like, Kinder Eggs and all those other, like, random toys that you can buy. Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I guess you could say. Which, in a way, did certain... It's like, I get that, but at the same time, this is digital shit in a game that's not physical at all, and it's stuff that's not imperative to anything that's, like, are you serious? Yeah, it was just... It was absolutely... Nuts. I can't You're not helping it. your case here. You're trying to gain yeah. back the goodwill of the people. It's like, all right, you got Apex on your side somewhat because it starts like half dying, so you don't really fully have that. You have Star Wars coming up, which you better hope is great because if it isn't, you're fucking like, you're literally, you're just firing duds on all cylinders, like with Anthem. Here's the thing now, they've already said that Star Wars will not have loot boxes. But now that we know that they don't want to call loot boxes loot boxes, we could have surprise, surprise mechanics, mechanics in Star Wars. We don't fucking know. Yeah, who knows? It, it's it's just it's just funny. We could not include it because we just we thought it was a good chuckle, if anything. Which, uh, speaking of Anthem, the CEO of EA admits uh, that Anthem is not doing well. But main, they basically EA still maintains support of Dice and Anthem and everything else. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the EA execs have turned down their, I guess, yearly bonuses for the fiscal year due to the just way all their games are happening. Really, they're just not doing well. So it's in a form of like, if we took these, we'd look like even bigger dicks, I guess. So yeah. we're not going to, well, I'm not going to call them dicks, sorry. But like, I mean, at least Bobby Kotick is. That, dude, he was at Activision. Oh, shit. Dude, what are you talking about? Who the fuck am I thinking of? Jim Dude. Sterling co- keeps talking of shit about him. You're talking about the CEO? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, hang on. Let me look up his name. Talk, quickly, talk about Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> While I look so, up. it's still not worth your time. I don't know if we talked about, like, the cataclysm stuff, but apparently, like, when they first talked about it, we thought that there was going to be, like, a new raid or whatever, but now. It's just, like, some random arcade-style bullshit. Yeah, Anthem's still dead, dude. Alright, so the CEO's Andrew Wilson. That's the... Oh. Okay. Maybe I'm just switching up names, uh, or stories. But yeah, they basically said they're like, yeah, we're gonna not take our bonuses this year just because uh, Anthem did terribly and just we don't feel it's right to take bonuses while the rest of the company is not doing so hot, I guess you could say. That's fair. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not, it's like, it's sort of, it's, it's I guess, a gesture of a form of professional faith, or I don't know how you'd even describe that, but yeah. So, that's actually all the gaming news we have. 
Oh, that's right. it. Yeah, we're not even ha- we're not even half an hour in. So we're gonna go straight to what we watched. And I know we both have one thing we watched together, which we'll save for last. But if yeah. you want to go with that other thing you watched, so uh, I've started watching Jessica Jones when that came out, uh, the season three. I'm not a hundred percent through it, but uh, it's like. It's an entertaining show, and I really like Jessica as a character, but some of the other characters around her, I just like... Are I, you talking about who I think you're talking about? Like, Trish is the worst. Dude, is she still trash? She's still... She's somehow worse. Oh, shit, dude. That sucks. Yeah, season two... Yeah, I was, like, was going to ask you, is season three at least better than season two? But now that I know, like, Trish is just as bad as she was... Sorry, I just dropped my phone, guys, if you heard a crash there. But Trish is just as bad as she was in... Uh, Season two, that is... Oh, man. Well, it's like... Okay, so at least the main villain for season three is actually a villain. And, like, the... Because that was my oh, main Oh, and problem. not a weird mother-daughter shit going yeah, that, on? that was my main problem with the second season, was that there was never any, like, real bad guy. Uh, so it was hard to really get behind Jessica or or whatever. I don't know. It was just like hard to hard to know what i was supposed to feel about the second season yeah. or about her mother specifically uh but so at least there is a main villain in this season and he's pretty interesting i guess but it's just like jess or uh, trish is, is like i don't like her hero arc thing that she, that's going on because she's just like really arrogant Okay. She's like, she's basically like, I've got powers now, so now I'm unstoppable. And she's like, mm, fucking no, you're not. <laughs> nice try, Hellcat. Like, she literally keeps fucking up over and over, but still thinking that she's, like, amazing somehow, which is annoying. Uh, so that's weird. I, I know you haven't started watching it yet, so I don't want to spoil too much. For sure. But there's literally moments where she's like talking to Jess for, like, the first time in, like, a long time, because, like, last we left off, she literally killed Jess's mom in front of her. And, yep. like, she literally... Hey, Jess, you could thank me later. And, like, literally, <laughs> at, at, there's a moment where she's trying to talk sense into Jess about something. I forget what it was at the time. But she literally was like, like, I killed your mom a year ago. Get over it. And I'm like... Are you fucking Jess, that was serious? so yesterday. Why are you still on about this? Yeah, literally. I, I was just like, are you fucking serious? You, like, I get that her mom was a problem and probably did maybe need to get put down, which sucks. But, like, that's how it happened. But the fact that she has, like, zero remorse for Especially it. at a non-threatening moment when it happened. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow, dude. Yeah, and I'm just like, my God. Trish is, like, the fucking worst and then, like, Hogarth has an interesting side story going on in this season, but, like, she's also, she does something around, like, episode six or seven that makes me go, like, that doesn't make any logical sense. Why would you choose to do that? You, like, are either a sociopath and don't give a shit, or, I don't know, it's basically that. Like, okay. she, she does something for for her law practice that... They explain why it makes sense that she would do it. It's basically for, like, exposure. So, to get her business more publicity or whatever. But what she's doing to get that publicity, like, is just a thing that a... 
Like, she's just a bad person, basically. Like, I don't want to get into spoilers or whatever, but yeah. It, so, I, I'm almost on the season. I'm really, I'm enjoying most of it, but, like, basically, Hogarth and Trish, I'm like, God okay. damn, they're fucking terrible people. Gotcha. Uh, and then other than that, uh, I watched Jigsaw, which was, like, the most recent Saw movie, and, oh, my God, it's bad. Okay. I mean... I don't really think you care about spoilers. I really one. don't. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Is so, it a, wait, is it a reboot or is it a continuation? It's it, it's a continuation of the story. It, and, but it's like it's again one of those things where the twist at the end is that it wasn't Jigsaw doing all of the stuff for this movie. It was his one of his protégés that we've never seen until now. And again? Like, yeah. And but the protege was supposed to be from his first ever game or whatever that we never got to see. And so, oh, like, so it's not the doctor from the first movie. No, it's like some mortician guy. And it's just really weird because uh, most of the movie, like all of the parts where the people are trapped in rooms and being like tortured, those are all flashbacks apparently to the first game and it's supposed to be a twist at the end that like oh none of that was happening now that happened 10 years ago and then i was like wait but then where are the fresh bodies that the police are investigating coming from and it's like oh so apparently the mortician set up a copy of the games with new people and that's where the new bodies were coming from like I don't, I, I don't really want to get into it because I could no, like. Please, yeah, I don't. You don't I need could to. <laughs> spend so long explaining the. You many, really don't. Yeah, no, I don't even know the this summary. movie makes no fucking sense, but it's just. Long story short, it is bad. Like there was a there was a moment where the mortician tried to throw out some science jargon just to make sense, and I was like, "Ha! I study biochemistry, so I know what the fuck you're talking about, and I know you're fucking wrong." Nice. Very <laughs> nice. Okay, I'm glad. Uh... I'm glad you lost a piece of your life watching that. I mean, I usually really enjoy watching shitty movies for just for the sake of making fun of them, so I at least enjoyed it in that sense, but basically I'm just like, how the fuck do they keep making these movies? <laughs> okay. I just have one. It's just uh, Attack on Titan Season 3. The, the second part's been going on. Mm. Just been watching that. I'm a little uh, behind on that. Have but... you... I started watching the episodes on Hulu when they started coming out, but I don't think I've watched like the last couple. All right, do you watch? Do you read the manga? Yeah. Okay. Can I spoil it now? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I'm excited because I remember when the show first came out, like when um, I guess it was after the second season or something, or no, it was after the first season. I was waiting so long for the second season that I got tired of waiting, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna read the manga. I don't read manga." And out of time, too. So I just went onto the wiki and just started looking at everything. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to spoil everything for me. And I found out, like, Rainer's a Titan. And I was like, holy shit, him and Bernold are Titans? Okay. And then <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, which is, part of me was like, damn, Rainer's my favorite character, too. But, uh, or Rainer. And then, um, The funny thing is, once you find out, you re- you look at the armored Titan and you're like, he's got the same hair. It is like, Yeah, it's, it's like the same guy. Yeah, it's very obvious. And then... I just I I found out the the big twist, the really big twist about the island. Oh yeah, and everything else, and it finally happens in the show, 
and you find out and you're just like oh what the fuck and you oh my god it was such a good moment so uh spoilers ahead people basically uh if you don't want to hear about attack on titan spoilers just skip ahead i'd say like two minutes probably yeah just like two minutes so here we go they reveal that basically the island with the walls and everything else that the titans are filled with it is just a very it's an island it's a very small island and next to it is a bigger continent with a whole group of people and it's modern at least like in the flashback story they haven't seen what it really looks like yet which i hear it's modern there's like planes and all this other shit so they have a flashback of Aaron's dad, and he was there, and it turns out, like, uh, the, the, in short, the race that's on the island is part of a race that was also left behind on the continent when the Titans were all, like, in charge of shit and everything else, or, like, the, the, the intelligent Titans and stuff. The flashback shows cars, zeppelins, and everything, and I'm just like, huh, okay, this is crazy, and it just opens the doors to just a whole... It changes the game. It changes the show. It changes everything completely, so I'm super excited to see where it goes next. Part of me was, when I first got the spoil, I was a little disappointed because I thought the movie, the live-action movie, was being stupid when it shows, like, a helicopter and all this other shit, but they also... I mean, to be honest, the live-action movies did it really, really, really poorly, and they also still did it completely different. Yeah. So, I, I'm just really, like, the show, the show has been constantly good to me, and certain parts felt a little boring, but that's, like, the arc. This is the arc. It's, it stayed true to the manga, which is really what's been really cool with it. And just reading ahead, knowing exactly what's going to happen next, I just can't wait for the next part. It's just like, oh, this is really good. I think, though, since, like, what, season two is only, like, 12 episodes, which was really disappointing, season three is two parts, so it's basically taking two arcs. And the first arc had, like, uh, the whole revolution shit, and the second arc is, like, taking back the wall, and we've already passed that in the show now. It's, like, now showing the flashbacks and all the post stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, though, there's only, like, four episodes left maybe and i'm like i don't want to wait for the next season because this is so fucking good especially since there's such a huge like gap of time between the other two seasons yeah and i'm like i want to refresh myself just because i i really since i already spilled myself i don't care anymore i'm like i'm gonna read ahead and just see after because i can't remember what the arc is after this because i know there's supposed to be all this future shit where doesn't it just switch over to reiner's perspective completely I don't know. I'm not, sort of, I'm not like 100% current on the manga. Oh, okay, never mind. Then I won't, I won't say too much because then I'll spoil it for you too. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, that's that's just my whole spiel on Attack on Titan. It's just going good. I'll probably talk about it again in a, in like a month after this, this season ends. Just with any any other lasting comments for it. But dang, it's just... Uh, I'm really loving it. But okay. So that leaves one last uh, thing to discuss before the movie TV news. James, I watched for the second time, and you watched for the first time. We went to yeah. see it together. Godzilla, King of Monsters. God damn, that movie's so fun, isn't it? Fucking great. Like, my only complaint is could possibly be just like everyone else's complaint of the human storyline is like weird and makes no sense, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it's also people. I crack up because people are like, when they make it, I'm just like, I mean, if you're a Godzilla fan, you, that's this is exactly what you wanted. No, like literally looking back at so many Godzilla movies, 
It's exactly like, the same. There are so many like stupid cheesy human storylines that like just make no fucking sense. Like, do you remember how Biolant was made? I mean, of course you would do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like fucking researchers in lab coats experimenting on a fucking rose, and you're like, what? Yeah, and then it just gets big and starts killing people, and you're like, oh no! And it's like, I'm a beautiful rose, and I'm an angry monster plant. Let alone, like, all the many times that that one human kid was, like, friend with baby Godzilla. Hi, I'm Minya! I fucking... Alright, that's the only thing. I was a very massive Godzilla fan. Like, I got every movie except for, like, two. Minya's just... I hate Minya so much. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's so just, terrible. What I loved about King of the Monsters was that there were just so many references and, like, just homages to classic Godzilla storylines. Yeah. And it's just like, it really felt like it was a movie made for Godzilla fans. It was definitely made for me, James. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Uh, it was great because Mike Doherty is a Godzilla fan as well, which is really awesome. He, like, grew up with it too so it's like who better than someone that loves godzilla and the cool thing was like all the callbacks go from everything from the music the mothra themes in there the godzilla yeah. theme is in the original godzilla theme is in there Dude, even the, the fucking the original godzilla theme started playing i, I had lost my shit yeah it was amazing and they like do they spice it up with some new shit too at certain points uh one awesome thing too is like they have the drums going on they have the the actual japanese qu- like japanese chorus of like godzilla and it's like oh my god it's so fucking good and Besides that, they even brought in the Blue Oyster Cult song, the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla song, where it's like, go, oh, go, yeah, Godzilla, yeah. which is why I changed my PSN name before this. They, I, I didn't know they were actually going to bring this song back, but that was the reason why I changed my PSN name was for Blue Oyster Cult's go, go. Like, their, God, their song's called Godzilla, but in it, they're like, go, go, Godzilla and stuff, and I'm like, oh it's my god. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so fucking perfect. So, they had a, I forget which group did the new version because you know they'll do like a cover uh this wasn't blue Oyster Cult doing it but it was a cover of it but it was also really fucking good mm-hmm. and then besides those callbacks they do the mothra twins so like these two yeah, little ladies that do it twins. but they're like humans they're humans but they, they still just, do just twin twin girls each time and they're like third generation so there's all these generations of Which these twin japanese that women. is a thing that like if you have if you are a twin you are more likely to have twins like, it's not a guarantee, but it is actually been shown to be, like, a correlation, which is interesting. All right, Mr. Scientist. I like genetics. It's cool. Of course. <laughs> and then, uh, what else? They, they collect to a lot of other things. Like, they just... Ah, oh, they just do it so well. And then watching it a second time, like, I noticed things that I noticed in the first time, like, in the very beginning, like, there's a... Sorry, guys, I didn't even think about it, but, yeah, spoilers the whole time for Godzilla, just... If you haven't seen it yet, what the hell is wrong with you? Go see I mean, this movie before it's out of theaters. It won't yeah. be in there much longer just because of the amount of summer movies that are happening. Like, that's the thing. is like, it's more, it's not even so much that, like, we, it's too soon to do spoilers. It's that it's literally, unfortunately, not doing that well in theaters. So Which it's, really it's going, sucks. It's going away, like, really fast. It, like, it, because, like, right after Aladdin came out. Like, we like, wanted immediately to see, after. We wanted to see it at the Alamo Draft House, and it like literally, it's like been two weeks, and they're not playing it anymore. Yeah, and I was, it's really disappointing for them to do that. And all that's left is like Century and AMC, and yeah. it's only select theaters of those two that are doing it. Because then you have Aladdin out, you still have John Wick out. I'm pretty sure you have um, Men in Black out now, and then about yeah. to be Toy Story is about to come out. Which yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that like opening night probably. And Spider-Man comes out, like, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's literally just Disney taking everything and going, ah, which we'll talk more about Disney in a second. Don't worry. Oh, we're not leaving you at Disney. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's just like, so I was, I don't even want to say that I was disappointed that they said like, oh, there's 17 monsters and counting and we only really got like four or five. We got four main ones and then they showed like, they show parts of like a few of them. They yeah. show, um. But it, it would have been too big a movie if they literally had Godzilla fight like fucking 17 monsters. That would have been insane. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll tell you guys in a second. Cause I can tell you guys exactly. I'll give you my full Godzilla versus King Kong rundown, which I want when I watched, when I watched the movie the first time. I, as the movie went, in the back of my mind, I had already been piecing together how Godzilla vs. King Kong was going to go, and what certain things were going to happen. Like, it wasn't even on purpose, it was just like my mind was working on its own, going, we know what to do, we've trained our whole lives for this, <laughs> and I'm like, excellent. So, the whole movie is amazing, like, you, you, I crack up because people ask me, oh, how many monsters does Godzilla fight? And I'm like, one. And I thought, I'm like, oh yeah, he just fights one. They're like, but well, I thought there's all these monsters. I'm like, you know what's funny? They all fight each other. Well, it's kind of, yeah, that's the thing. Is like the final fight is like a cool tag team match sort of between like Ghidorah and Rodan versus Mothra and Godzilla. But the Godzilla and Rodan never even touch. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. That's the whole thing. Godzilla only fights Ghidorah, but Ghidorah fights Godzilla. Ghidorah fights Mothra. Ghidorah fights Rodan. Rodan fights Mothra. Uh, like so everyone fights each other except godzilla i just thought that was cool um because i mean like at, at a certain point like rodan i guess could have fought godzilla in most movies ironically rodan only fights godzilla like once or twice in the whole like franchise history and then mothra and godzilla fight like every movie they're together practically except for like a few and in this one they're like this is the biggest alliance i've ever had where they're actually very strong allies so they're not even even close to thinking about fighting each other, which was crazy. And there, Mothra, of course, of course, she dies. Which uh, I didn't think that they were gonna do that, but I like, expected. I, I Mothra really dies in like every movie. That's the thing. I love that. That that's even that's a reference to an old Godzilla movie where where she does like die fighting alongside Godzilla, and then like she gets replaced later with one of her like larvae. Or she fights. She dies fighting Godzilla. <laughs> or that, yeah. Uh, so that's. So what's going to be cool is in the credits they talk about like there there's all these little newspaper if you if you watch the credits like make sure you read the newspaper clippings that they show in the credits like there's all these like highlights and headlines and stuff and it's like mysterious egg found so for sure Mothra will be in the next movie but a different Mothra so it's either going to be one Mothra or they could do the classic route of doing twins and there'll be mm. two larvae instead of one, which will be really, really cool. Because Mothra usually is always in ones or twos. Like, they've done multiple times where it's two, or they've done it where it's just one. But one of it's, if it's, uh... They've never done two in the moth form, only in the larva form. Yeah. Which has been interesting. And then the whole thing with Rodan, like, Rodan lives, Ghidorah straight up dies, like, Ghidorah gets fucked. But Ghidorah's also creepy because he I can fucking, fucking regrow his head. Like, I just loved, like, literally every Heads. time God's, like, Flame Godzilla was exploding, he just, like, blew away more of those. Oh, yeah. Those were two big callbacks, too. So they, they bring in the Oxygen Destroyer. That was fucking And sick. I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, shit. You saw me in the theater. I immediately, like, pointed at the screen. I'm like, oh, the thing. And I was like, yes, it is. You've learned, boy. <laughs> and, yeah, they did the Oxygen Destroyer, which I was like, oh, shit. And then they bring in Burning Godzilla. 
And Burning Godzilla is from, I think, honestly, my favorite one, Godzilla vs. Destroy. It's the end of the second era series of movies. And the radiation from fighting Space Godzilla in the previous movie basically fucks him up to the point where he's a giant mass bomb that will explode and they have to, like, figure out how to stop it. Because he's also fighting Destroya, which is a monster created by the Oxygen Destroyer. So it's like he's fighting literally the thing that killed a previous iteration of him, which is really, really crazy. And that's that movie's insane. But uh, in it, he's becoming so unstable that he doesn't have a regular like blue atomic blast anymore. He's basically she's like it, it's like he's burning. He's he turns on, red. Yeah, he's just a molten Godzilla at that point. And he's just shooting, like, orange uh, blasts and everything, and it's crazy. So, like, in this one, it's, like, the same thing where he's overradiated, but it's not going to kill him, which is nice. But it still does that full... He basically goes Super Saiyan. It's fucking sick. Yeah, he just emits, like, nuclear pulses, which are so fucking I awesome. just love... Like, it's just great. Like, as he was charging up, like, literally he takes... He's, like, walking forward, and everything around him is just melting. Yeah so so good and the best part was like mothra mothra made it happen mothra gave him the extra magic to just fucking go fucking just yeah i was burn town. not 100 percent clear what happened there because like mothra got like obliterated by Ghidorah. her essence went into him was that healing him or something it was either i think it was either healing or increasing the the activity mm, it was okay. one of the two because that's happened before also in the second era where rodan uh dies in one of the movies and in that movie basically gives his essence to godzilla to revive him because mm. godzilla also dies from mecha godzilla oh okay. yeah so it's one of those two so it, there's all these different callbacks and it's just really well done you have like soldiers you got jet fighters like i mean you have basically soldiers jets fucking giant hurricanes volcanoes this movie has everything oh and they actually straight up they just do make Ghidorah an alien yeah, they, 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 yeah, Ghidorah's an alien. He's an invasive species, which they're like, this monster doesn't belong with the other monsters. Kill this monster. It's not natural. Yeah. And it's so, oh my god, it's just so good. And then the ending. So it ends in, you get the, the clippings, and it's like, half of the monster, like at the end, Godzilla kills Ghidorah and saves the world because Ghidorah was telling the monsters to destroy everything and it would start probably terraforming the planet to its keep the specificity uh, this its specifications but with godzilla doing it frees those monsters from Ghidorah's alpha sensory control i guess you could say i think like the idea that they kept putting forward putting forward was that like all of the smaller titans though like they're all like devastatingly powerful they all defer to the most powerful which is normally Godzilla, but with, like, Ghidorah around, he's, yeah. like, a possible rival to him. Yeah, it's the only one that's, like, as strong as Godzilla is. And at the end, basically, you have a bunch of the monsters circling him and bowing, like, yeah. like showing uh, this is the king, he's They brought in back another Mudo, and I also like that they made new monsters for this, too. Like, yeah. like Goliath is a new thing. There's all these different ones that are really like Behemoth, cool. sorry. Behemoth. Behemoth the Mammoth? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's like a giant, like a half, half ape, half mammoth thing without a trunk. Yeah, it's it's really interesting the way he just they they have very interesting designs too. So you have half of these monsters basically, like we're gonna follow Godzilla, and all of a sudden it says in a paper clipping, monst other monsters are a mass like it's like Godzilla has he's maintaining control over them. Monsters are not destroying 
the world anymore. They're yeah. just kind of nesting in certain places. And in fact, like parts of the world are actually like regrowing. Yeah, of. it's like actually the whole regrowth thing. So basically, like the whole theory was like the humans wanted to let this happen because the irradiation would allow certain areas to regrow. Like if a forest fire happened, it enriches the soil. So then, like, yeah. it'll there's a rebirth. Of the sorts. idea being like we have overcrowded the earth. We are killing it. And the Titans will rebalance that. Exactly. And with everything that happens, it sounds like they're going to start coexisting, if anything. Because the whole that's th- their plan. Yeah, the plan is to coexist with the monsters. But half of the monsters are amassing at Skull Island because they're also drawn to another alpha, who is King Kong. And because of that... I love one of the headlines was like, what is a king to a god? Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, because the whole thing is now, King Kong is a lot larger than he was in Skull Island because he was only an adolescent in that yeah. one. And for this, he's going to be a lot bigger. He will have an alpha dominance. Godzilla has an alpha dominance. There can't only... You, normally, there can't be two alphas. So that will put them into an ordeal or someone will put them into an ordeal where it's basically going to be monster civil war. So it's going to be a giant clash of two sides of monsters in Godzilla versus King Kong, which is going to be if fucking insane. If they send it in the airport, that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> fucking airport. Jesus Christ. But it's going to be awesome because it could either be like they're all in one giant place and yep. fucking it up. Probably like Tokyo or New York or some shit. Or they'll do it where it's just around the world these monsters are fighting and each one's like a one-on-one who will win who will lose which i'm really excited because now we have rodan on godzilla's side and like i said in gears too i i really hope they put in garrison but if they don't like uh they i if in a universe where there's no in rodan is my number two uh, normally in rodan is my number three but in this he's so far my second favorite because i love rodan and I just want to like see awesome yeah, movie. Rodan's so fucking cool. I want to see Rodan more in the next one, and I crack up because Rodan just switches sides. He's like, I, I'm gonna battle you, fucking dude. But well, he like he tried to fight Ghidorah. He did try, and then immediately got fucked up. Yeah, he was, was just, just like, like okay. you know, what? never mind. This isn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I give up. Yeah, but there's it's just gonna be insanely crazy. But also, my whole thing. I remember singing a long time ago when they first announced it i said well these are two very important monsters and in like the old japanese one king kong sort of wins because he defends they get him basically to destroy godzilla they bring him in to take godzilla out they also give him lightning powers yeah that was fucking weird (laughs) so like uh he does that and he just like godzilla leaves and he leaves and they go back to their respective places and this one though it's like they're fighting for something and then I'm like, well, what would stop the fighting? One of them would have to die, which I don't think they'll do because they're not going to have one kill the other because that's the whole thing. Who's better? I don't think there's going to be an answer still in this one because I think what's going to happen is there's going to be an even bigger monster that forces both of them to team up, which is going to be crazy. And What could that be? Oh, I, Besides the Mecha Ghidorah. Exactly. That's what it's going to probably be. So... The the uh, post credits is the eco terrorist who is um, what's what's the actor's name um, for Tywin Lannister. That was I was gonna say Tywin Lannister. God damn it! All right, well Tywin Lannister, and we'll just say Tywin Lannister for now. You know Tywin Lannister. He's that in guy. it. He's the eco terrorist. 
he recovers the first head of Ghidorah that was torn off by Godzilla. And he will either do one of two things with it. He will either take it and create a Mecha King Ghidorah, like in the second uh, series of Godzilla movies, or he will take it and do some weird bile, bio fucking weapon shit and turn it into some new monster creation that's just an abomination because it's man-made. It's one of those two things that'll happen. I'm leaning more towards Mecha King Ghidorah because they haven't done a mech a mecha monster yet like uh before i was wondering the other day if they would do mecha godzilla at some point right that would be crazy because there's only been there's been four mecha monsters so far i also want to see jet jaguar oh actually i guess technically five then five robotic uh monsters so there's originally mecha godzilla which is like a godzilla that's like made by aliens or people depending on which uh area you look at because different movies will have them as different roles there is mogira who is an awesome oh, yeah, fucking the, dude, the drills and shit. yeah with the drill arms that one's my favorite Mogira is so cool. really that one's piloted by Amer- like that that one's uh Japanese soldiers that are spit- trying to take down Godzilla but ended up having to fight space Godzilla right. and it's like it, it splits in half turns into like a, a ship and a tank and they can like basically that. form back up together and then there's Jet Jaguar who's this awesome robot. It's like a humanoid robot that he's almost Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're he's their Ultraman. They basically design him based off of Ultraman, and he's got like uh, he could shrink and uh, he's like normally human sized, and then he can make himself hu- basically monster sized. But he's he's got great sound effects, and he's just really cool, and he gives thumbs up to people. <laughs> he's just it, this was during the seventies, so it was a very groovy period, of course. And we have also Mecha King Ghidorah, which is Ghidorah, but like. M- Part of him is just cybernetic, and then, like, one of the heads is a, yeah. a cyborg head. And then last we have... Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Fucking Mecha Kong. So yeah. In in movie called King Kong Re- Returns, uh, they... Or, no. It's King Kong... No, King Kong Escapes. Hmm. That was, like... It was, like, a indirect sequel to Godzilla versus King Kong, because it was still, like, their Japanese iteration. It was the Japanese version of King Kong. He fights a... Mecha King Kong, which is, it's just hilarious how that goes, and it it's just a giant robot monkey, and yeah. it just looked, it looked so fucking funny, but it was really cool at the same time. So there have been all these mecha monsters before, Mecha King Ghidorah is the logical step for this one. They could always try to do a Mecha Godzilla, I don't think they'd do it in Godzilla vs. King Kong. No, I think it'd be too soon for that. Yeah, so it's either, I think it'll either be some weird biological abomination, or it'll be uh, Mecha King Ghidorah. Could it be that, like, some monster ends up getting too close to Skull Island, and Kong, like, fights it, because that's, like, basically what he does, is protect that island? Oh, one of Godzilla's? Yeah. Possibly. Um, I would say, honestly, I think Rodan would do something fucking crazy, because Rodan's always fucking with people. But it could be, yeah, it could be anything. Um... It's it's all about the territorial disputes that they might have. I I, I could be unsure too though, because Tywin Lannister's character could also yeah. do shit behind the scenes that forces them to start kind of interacting and uh, conflicting with each other, which is True. where the problems could arise from. His name is Charles Dance. Charles Dance, holy shit! How did I forget that? Yeah, so Charles Dance, yeah, so he'll we'll see what he does. Uh, that's that's pretty much the big prediction for it. And of course, like the twins will be in it, which will bring in Mothra. So I think, if anything, they'll use the Mothra babies to kind of de-escalate Godzilla and Kong when the big bad comes out. But we'll, we'll yeah. see what we'll see what so happens. One thing we didn't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Mothra also usually have like sleep powder? Yeah, which, yeah. So like, they could bring that 
out where like yeah all the monsters are fighting and then they like bring out mothra to just like literally put them all to sleep they could yeah it was either sleep powder or something i think it was sleep powder is that or paralyzed or something something there, yeah. there was some way for her to incapacitate things that was like an early first era godzilla versus the thing aka mothra movie that was like one of the first four movies there then um the cool thing about this is what godzilla came out in 2014 like the first american one of the series and then king kong came out in 2017 mm-hmm. this came out in 2019 the cool thing is Godzilla versus King Kong comes out next year. For real? It comes out next year. We have less than a year already. It is already less than a year away. Awesome. So, we... like, around, because uh, I think it comes out either in March or May. I thought we'd have it a little bit longer. No. Cool. So I'm hoping, because, all right, guys, I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con. It's the 50th anniversary, and I'm going this year. I'm hoping they have something Godzilla versus King Kong there. I just, I need it. It's perfect timing. I'm not sure when I'll go again to San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm like, come on, please. But it's, uh, I'm just, I'm ready for the next one. But I, I'm going to better prepare. What I'm going to do, though. Oh, I should actually already start now that I think about it. Or I should start soon. I'll start, like, in August or September. I'm going to watch every week. I'm going to watch a movie. A Godzilla movie. But I'm going to do, I usually, honestly, my whole life, I only watched them in English. But I'm going to go in order of release of all of them, including the Matthew Broderick one, including the American ones, including some of the spinoff ones. I might include, like, the Mothra movies, King Kong Escapes if I can depending on it we'll, we'll see what i can do but i'm gonna watch them all in japanese and then go through like i never actually went through a lot of the special features i on purpose never went and looked at what makes up the godzilla sound effects for like, oh really yeah because mm. i'm a sound designer and i should know that but i think it's been weird i have forced myself to avoid it at all costs because i want to save myself huh you don't want to ruin the magic Part of that, but I've just been saving myself from it where I'm like, I don't want to know yet. I want to save it. I just want to save it for the right time. I see. I need to know at the percent. It's like when you're telling your daughter that she's not your kid and she's actually like an alien warrior thing or something. And it was like, or from, I don't know if you're like Superman's dad or something. I thought you were going with species, and I was like, "What?" I mean, you could do that. No, it's because I read a, a new comic called Naomi, and then it's it's a new Bendis book that's DC, and she's like not from Earth and stuff. And then they're like, we were saving it for a special time to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'll find that out. And I'm going to do a whole marathon throughout the year and everything else. So kind of like when I was doing my Game of Thrones countdown, except it led to something very disappointing. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So now on to, uh, <laughs> so highly recommended, please go see it in theaters. Like yeah, seriously, definitely. give that, like give that movie some support. It really, it's so fucking good compared to like all this other normal shit that we usually get. Like, just, just make, despite, get, do this for me, guys. Despite the issues I had with the first or the previous Godzilla, I still bought that like immediately on Blu-ray as soon as it came it came out because I was just like, thought it was. I still really like. I it. actually still have to buy Kong. Not think about it. But oh yeah, but then Kong Kong was also a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, but that but this new Godzilla, like I definitely got it. Like I I don't buy that many movies nowadays. I usually just like wait for shit to come to Netflix. But like. This is one of the ones I'm probably gonna have to buy on Blu-ray just oh, to for like sure. have the best quality version of it. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna finish up uh, with the movie TV news, followed by our questions. So we got just four news pieces, pretty brief for most of them. First up, Avengers is coming back to theaters with Avengers Endgame specifically yeah. with seven minutes of bonus content, uh, including a Stan Lee tribute. Which I'm just like, guys, you really they they are. In the tens of millions, away from beating Avatar in the box office, but they're like, we have to put it in a second time because we can't stand 
losing. Fair, like, well, it's, it, like, so weird that they broke so many records except for that. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we're so close. Let's just let's just try to do it, I guess. I guess. At the same time, I, at this, I, I do understand greedy. a little bit because Avatar <laughs> did do that, too. I forgot. One of my friends reminded me that uh, they, when they added in the extra scenes for, like, the director's cut, I think they brought it back to theaters a year oh, later. Oh, did they? I'm not sure anymore. That's what one of my friends said like a year later it came back into theaters. I'm pretty sure it did. Huh. It was either that or they released it on Blu-ray twice. One of the two. I just assumed that like Avatar made so much money. It just, did. It just did. because it was like the first 3D movie and like the tickets were literally like twice as expensive as, as uh, regular tickets. Yeah, I would say so. Like, and honestly, like it's dude, you lost though at the same time like you lost just take just take the fucking loss take the number two deal with yeah. it yeah like and seven like, minutes what are they gonna do what are they gonna Go back do for when seven Av- minutes just wait for the fucking blu-ray well it's like what are they gonna do when avatar 2 comes out and like what if that beats avengers they're gonna release it again and they own it <laughs> they own it they own avatar that's now. the other thing like yeah why even bother that's so I mean, other oh than money, they just want the number they just want the weird number one yeah I just, uh, I don't know. I just want to put that on the Blu-ray box. Are you going to watch it? No. I'm not. Like I'm not going to the theater. Like, literally, I didn't even watch Avengers, like, Endgame a second time in theater. I was good with one. Even though, like, I really enjoyed it, I just don't feel like sitting in a theater for three hours. Yeah. Like, it's too long for me. Like, I'm much happier watching a, mo- a movie that long like at home where i could just like pause it and go to the bathroom or some shit like that oh uh, yeah so, i don't want to do the oh fuck. go get a snack but like uh i don't want to like, do the bathroom thing again yeah that was i think one. part of it is just like if i'm spending so much money to go see a movie if i go take a bathroom break in the middle of it then like i feel like i'm wasting money yeah so like if if avengers endgame had been like so went to the bathroom. I want a dollar back. Yeah, if it had been like two hours, I might have, uh, like, bothered to see it a second time. But at three hours, I'm just like, you literally have to like plan your day around that movie. You really do. And I just don't. I really enjoyed it, but it's not worth that much of not my money, but my time. Seven minutes ain't worth it to me. And that too is like, see, and I don't, I don't care. If it wasn't in the movie to begin with, it's probably not that important. It's not. It like from what I've heard, the seven minutes is all just like post credit stuff anyway so it's not even changing the movie itself it's probably just going this is what's next it's like when they do in the some of their big event comics they're like now it's spinning off into like new 10 new uh series that you should buy these comics basically and it's going to be like that for this basically if anything so again like i it's a good movie i don't need to see another three-hour movie in theaters yeah Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm good off not seeing it for a while again too. I was like, it was cool. I just it was it was more of a one shot to me, for a bit. Just I, I it's not something I need to see multiple times in a year. Okay, next up, uh, really brief. Chris Hemsworth is getting a Hollywood star in the Walk of Fame as well as Batman. Yeah. Only one of them will be there for it, I'm sure. Uh, the other, well, actually, if they want to, they 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 just be like, yo, we should have uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, ben Affleck, Christian Bale over there. And Robert Pattinson. No, not yet. Not yet. And then uh, maybe some of the comic book writers. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be actually way cooler if they just had some writers from Batman. You know, just uh, put Scott Snyder and Tom King there. Uh, maybe some. Actually, Neil Adams should be there for sure. I don't see why they wouldn't have Neil Adams there. He, he used to draw a lot of the more classic stuff for Batman. 
I mean, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, Kevin Conroy should be there. Mm. The voice of Batman from the animated series. Oh, yeah, definitely. That would be... I, that, that that actually, be cool. he should be there over anyone, I think, personally. Him, like Bruce Tim, Paul Dini. Anyone that worked on the cartoon should well, just like, be there. Literally, when I close my eyes and think of Batman, Batman's voice, that that's his voice. Oh my, what if um, fucking Will Arnett's there? He's just like, I always like a Batman. Yeah. Like, you just have every different iteration of Batman. You're just like, that, that would be cool just because the star would bring all those different people together. And then uh, Chris Hemsworth will show up for Chris Hemsworth's star. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he'll leave his hammer there. No one can pick it up. <laughs> have a. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, there was a trailer for The Terror. Season two, Infamy, which yeah. for those that don't know, the first season was about these two British ships going into like the Ar- Arctic. Uh... They were trying to find the Northwest Passage. Yeah, in the Arctic uh, Sea. Yeah, and it goes into more supernatural shit and survival, and it's really really cool. And there's horror aspects. Yeah, but it's it's a really cool show. And this second season is completely so. It's now becoming an anthology series. So each season will be different. This season covers the Japanese internment of japanese americans during world war ii and there's some japanese supernatural horror happening which that's what i'm really excited for because like japan has like really interesting supernatural horror shit yeah so and like honestly the concentration camps internment uh, internment camps were like some of the one of the darker moments in u.s history or at least eh, more it's in, one of the many i mean there, it's there's one of the a more, lot of shitty things this country's yeah. done it's this one is of the more just one of many of them it's one of the more embarrassing things that we've ever done i yeah. think because it's just like unnecessary uh but the idea of taking that setting and putting supernatural shit in it is interesting to me yeah but that's also mostly because like i really like alternate history stuff so if you could like work in like an interesting story into something that actually historically did happen i find that really fascinating definitely next up uh last actually last piece of news the i think it was kevin feige basically said that there's a possibility of venom and spider-man having a crossover in the future so i'm hoping that means like tom hardy's venom with tom holland's spider-man so you get the tom and tom show and then it'd be a good time for everyone i mean i would be fine with that like honestly I feel like they could do a better Venom than they did with Tom Hardy. How dare you? But they also could have done much worse. So I, if they want to keep... They could do a much better movie, but him as that... Yeah. Tom Hardy as Venom, I, I don't want them touching so if they at could, all. I want him they, to remain as Venom. If they could keep that character and put him into the MCU, like, they could work. Yeah. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. And then also, like, he was, because he was talking about that, and he was talking about, like, oh, what's going on with X-Men? And he's like, oh, we're hard at work developing the stories for that. we actually been doing that for a while now. And he confirmed, basically, like, before the Sony deal happened, they had already made potential stories of what they would do with Spider-Man. So it's like they're just preparing for this stuff in the future, which is kind of cool. I, like I said, after Dark Phoenix, I'm like, all right, fine, Marvel, take, t- take, Disney, take, take X-Men. I, I can't defend this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to see what they do. Right, we'll, we'll see what happens uh we'll we'll find out all the new marvel stuff that's going to happen at uh they said after home uh far from home is when they're going to announce new stuff hmm. so i okay. think we'll get two uh news areas the first will be after far from home they'll announce some stuff and then after that we'll be at d23 since they said they will not be revealing anything at comic-con but okay so that's that's all of our news dude we're a little bit over an hour like over we're hour seven minutes right now 
Yeah, not bad. We're doing pretty well. So we're, this leaves one last thing. And my friend and coworker, he also works with me at Forward Instinct doing game development. Our level designer, Ethan, sent us our first piece of mail. That's a pretty good one, too. <laughs> yeah, so this is as reads. Hey, guys, longtime fan and listener. Not of the podcast. I just started listening. I mean, of Comron. <laughs> anyway, you guys talked a bit about Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. And I was wondering what you thought of this. Thanks and God bless Ethan Mullet. <laughs> so, so Ethan sent us a link to a Polygon article. Now this article, I was, I was just thinking, oh, he wanted us to delve further into just what we thought about the game. I wasn't it at all. No. So no, the article it's, it's is like the headline so from Polygon: weird. If Mario can surf barefoot, why can't Sonic? <laughs> and it's like I didn't even catch that when I when I watched the trailer for uh sonic and mario olympic games or whatever because like but i just really didn't give a shit about it so i wasn't paying attention but yeah the article points out that like there's a segment at least of that trailer where mario and sonic are are in a surfing competition because i guess that's an olympic game now and for whatever reason mario doesn't have his shoes on because, I mean, no one... Why would you wear your shoes yeah, on a no surfboard? no one wears shoes while they're surfing. But it's got, like, a surf outfit. It's not like the regular Marvel, Mario overalls. It's, like, basically a surf outfit with the hat. Yeah. But for some inexplicable reason, Sonic still has his fucking shoes on. But, uh, but he's not wearing clothing. But he's also not wearing clothes. <laughs> well, Sonic never wears... Wait, does he ha- not have his gloves on? Oh, wait. Uh, he's... No, they're both wearing their gloves. Okay. So, so Sonic is basically just in his normal gear for yeah. some reason. And, and he's wearing shoes. And yeah, it's like, wait, why can Mario characters not have feet or not have shoes, but like Sonic has to have his shoes on? I get it's like an iconic part of his character design, but like, I don't know. It's just so yeah. odd. So I want to read really fast some snippets of the article. So they say like Mario is comfortable dipping his naked toes in the ocean, but Sonic seems to have no interest in removing his classic red and white sneakers before he gets on his surfboard now it makes sense that mario and his corporate parent would let the plumber's feet loose here after all nintendo has allowed a shirtless shoeless and sockless mario to prance around on a beach in super mario odyssey which still honestly that looks weird to me i'm being really honest i I I remember i don't don't feel right man i'll feel right i remember people going nuts about that costume particularly because they're like mario has nipples yeah Now, not so for Sega. Even when Sonic turned into a werehog in 2008, Sonic Unleashed, he didn't hulk out of his shoes. The sneakers just became cleats. <laughs> Wait, his shoes changed? <laughs> Apparently. Oh my god. So. I, like, I, rem- I played like very little of that game before I noped out, because I was just like, this is fucking stupid and bad. But dude, I, sh- I showed you, it just got worse, though. I cried when they show you. It's however Sonic's feet have shown up in the Archie comic series and in multiple cartoons, including the 90s animated series Adventures of the Sonic Hedge- uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. What's terrible is they show you from the comic, it's him and Tails, and their feet are just massive, and they look as human as yeah, anything, have, like, just like brown and blue for like respect, like brown for tails, blue for Sonic, and they look so yeah, they look so wrong. It's... They look so fucking wrong. Well, it's like the fact that Sonic has like a beige like belly, like he doesn't have fur on his belly. Like you would think that like maybe he would have foot pads, like a normal hedgehog or cats. Or oh yeah, yeah, they're whatever. just bare blue. But it's literally just all blue, which I guess is. It was the 90s, James. (laughs) I'm guessing Archie Comics didn't, like, 
think too hard about it because they were like, no one cares about Sonic. I fucking guess feet. so. <laughs> or actually, wait, is the comic? Yeah, it's a, it's a. 1993 this yeah. this is what they did when we were two years old dude <laughs> pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah, but yeah so hang on hang on i gotta i gotta read yeah. the update so they they when uh we've asked Sega for comment we'll update this article so they did update Sega has responded <laughs> to the polygon request for comment according to veteran sonic the hedgehog game producer Taka- takashi izuka so, quote sonic doesn't take off his shoes in canon what unquote. Wait, what which yeah so it basically says sonic doesn't take off his shoes in parentheses in canon so it's saying like the comic and the tv okay. show aren't canon to the games and so then he, the, then the article ends with which only leads to additional questions yeah it really does <laughs> like, why why does he not ever take his shoes off why doesn't he take his shoes i mean Oh, what God, if the power of his speed is only in his it's shoes? It's only in his shoes? Is this like Mike? He's a fucking fraud. It's fucking like Mike, dude. He's a fraud. I think he said a frog. I was like, nah, dude. I, mean, I don't think so. I, don't think I bet a frog was faster than him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, man. Shit, dude. But yeah, man. I, I'm, oh, my God. I don't, Weird. It's like, one, the feet, when they did show them to me, I'm like, God, fucking kill it. <laughs> but also, I just, it is funny and kind of dumb that Sonic does have his shoes on because it's also kind of funny because if he didn't you're just kind of like oh shit that motherfucking hedgehog's naked but he still has his glove on he's not completely nude now i wonder if eggman has shoes on in the olympics in like in that surfing contest did they put eggman in a what if they all have their shoes on i just feel like the image of eggman with a wetsuit or in a wetsuit with like his tiny ass feet like bear is just fucking weird i don't know man i just Oh god, it's just weird. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, they, I I I like to think that someone tried to render a Sonic without shoes on and was like, I literally don't know what to do. I don't know what to make him look like. <laughs> He's probably. <laughs> it's like yeah, we had uh, this one dude. He he created feet for Sonic. Where is he? Oh, he killed himself, dude. Just <laughs> fucking He's dead. Yeah, he kept like writing shit on the walls and going mad and talking about like the elder gods and shit i don't know it's fucking weird <laughs> he said sometimes we're all a little bit of a werehogs <laughs> inside uh, <laughs> oh man it's uh, i just yeah it, it's thank you Ethan. thank about you for giving now. us giving uh this is our first letter that was, was our first was really fun to talk yeah, about yeah it's, it's, it's really like, fucking interesting i just like I literally can't stop thinking about, like, why would they... Like, first off, you don't even need a surfing game in, in the Olympic Games. I don't think surfing is a con- an Olympic contest. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I mean... I just work here, man. I, there's so many questions. <laughs> Especially after the, the, the game designer was like, Sonic just doesn't ever take his shoes off. But, like, why? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it did end with saying, which just made more questions, really. And it's, it's just weird now. Like, that's, God, uh, why are we thinking about hedgehog feet? Like, who who thought, who thought this would become a thing? And it's like, oh, what happens in the future? Oh, people discuss feet for a blue hedgehog compared to a fucking Italian dude. I'm just going down weird mental rabbit holes of like, which Sonic character has a foot fetish now? 
I don't know. I mean, dude, it's like, uh, you probably just search for DeviantArt. I'm sure you can find a bunch oh, of feet absolutely. fucking shit from sick people that do all you... I mean, dude, I mean I'll be honest. If you're a Sonic fan, I already find you sick to begin you with. You don't even want to so. look up Sonic fan fiction. I don't want to look... Oh, oh my scary. god, no, no. No, dude, dude. Uh, when I was at Dragon Con one year, the, the convention in Atlanta, uh, one of my... I have some friends, Ty and Alessandra... They, I forget which one of them found it, but they found, because they, they showed me during game, they showed me Game Grumps, and oh, it was yeah. one where they were reading Sonic sexual fan fiction. Well, they do that every once in a while. Yeah, it was, it was Sonic sex fi- fan fiction where he just has sex with people. With and specifically Mario characters. Like, ne- never anyone else, like, I think Sonic is literally the only person in that fan fiction that is from the Sonic universe. Everyone else <laughs> yeah. is Mario characters. Everyone else is Mario. <laughs> and I, I laugh so hard because they, they do the full voices of it, yeah. and it's so fucking fun. Oh, shit. I can't do it. I can't do it. But but they do it, and then um, I was so enthralled. I mean, I, I thought it was the funniest shit. So then Alessandra finds more. She actually found someone DeviantArt, and then she's, I asked her, I'm like, can you read it to me? <laughs> we were at the hotel room, and it was the, we were all dying. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. The way people write it, because also they can't write for shit. It's just bad. So it's not even, like, grammatically correct, and it's all misspelled, but oh my god, it's just so... Oh god, yeah. It's, it's it, I heard it, it's it's fucking weird, but it's it's gold. It's like treasure. It's it's disgusting treasure that you make it makes you laugh, but it disgusts like you at the same time. Weird, interesting insight into a dark corner of the internet or There's, the human psyche that you would maybe have never thought of. humanity is beyond saving. I'm not too sure at this point in life. Like, Every day we stray farther from God. <laughs> it just shows a picture of Sonic feet. God forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so that's that's it that's not, I'm not i want to talk about this anymore i think we're done i think we're done now right that's it it's now over. i'm trying to wonder if sonic in the sonic movie ever takes his uh, shoes all right guys we've lost james he's he's done for well because like in the at least the character design we've already seen his gloves are just fur they just give him white fur so. oh i have to see it but, i forgot to tell you i have oh, to really? see it now yeah so my friend Brandon, he agreed to watch uh, Godzilla with me if I agreed to watch Sonic with him. Oh, and I'm just no. like, fuck you, fine. Because <laughs> I really I just want to see Godzilla. So, uh, he's gonna, I'm gonna go watch Sonic when eventually, whenever that happens. But I'm gonna be honest, I'm probably gonna pregame and just get shit faced before I go. I, don't, I never do that with movies, but for Sonic, I think I'll make an exception. I feel like it's. Luckily, I, at least I, have to, I, I, I don't have to do it for a while since they delayed it, thank God. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be like even if they change the design of the character just what they've already shown of like the movie itself yeah i feel like the only way to enjoy that movie is shit-faced yeah yeah i'd say so just if i can remember nothing that means it worked i I did my job right as long as you don't like you have you have to like tamper with your memory just enough so you don't get nightmares of what sonic looks like I just, I feel like it's going to be like Raiders of the Lost Ark when people are watching it. It's going to be like, don't look at it, Marion. Don't, don't see it. And you just like open your eyes after the movie's done. Everyone's just dead. They're all skeletons. That's what's going to yeah. happen. But okay. All right. That's it. This, we're done. We're, we're reaching hour 20. We, we, we've been keeping this stuff short, which is nice, finally. But I think, yeah. We're, 
Got anything else? Are we good? No, I think we're good on we're that. We're good? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you, God. No more Sonic. No more Sonic. <laughs> Still going to be thinking about his feet for a while. But please like, stop. I could, I, yeah, let's be done for now. No more. I'm just going to watch It to cleanse my palate. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. If you want to email us, reach us. If you want to be our second email or a second letter we'll read out to the show if it's good yeah, uh, if you email just us want to point out something interesting you want us to talk about like like we just did yeah just uh if you have anything as- aside from fucking sonic feet like go yeah. for it dude like yeah, again thank you ethan you sick bastard <laughs> uh so yeah email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com if you want to follow the show on twitter follow it at sutrasidetalk if you want to follow james on twitter follow him at invader jim 124 and if you want to follow me on Twitter, just follow me at GoGoCamzilla. All of the follow info and just contact information will be on our show notes, of course. You can find it at the bottom below the synopsis of the episode. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you hopefully next week. Yep, thanks for listening.